1: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster show brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market. What's going on, Moan? Well, not much, man. Just, just messing
0: around, you know, doing how we do before we actually pop on here, DK. That's the actual show, actually. It's
1: us just it going really back is. and forth
0: before you hit the magic button. Is it a red button or what?
1: Uh no. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you mean the broadcast button? Yeah, the yeah, broadcast it's, it, button. It, it, it's definitely red. Uh, And I have another button over here that does something else that's really cool. You want to see that?
0: Yeah, what does it do, DK?
1: Watch this. Like magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was good right there, man. Does it get
1: stuck in your head after the show is over?
0: It does. Well, it does, man. You see me just clicking stuff right there. We'll do it live. That's that's kind of how we do every day, isn't it? Is it not?
1: I'm I'm picturing you walking around the house, BMOC, and he's like Dun, dun, dun. Every room he walks into and the kids are like, no, dad, man, come on. Not that again.
0: You know what? I've gotten to like official dad status with stuff these days, though, man, just because I'll make a dad joke. But I did see this. Uh, I'm like the useless facts dude at times. Well, I heard if if you continuously make dad jokes, that means you might be a good parent. So, hey, it is what it is, DK, They probably lied to me on that one, too.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, John Stackhouse says, we need that merch guess what by the time the day was over where did that end up for for likes we're gonna we're over gonna find out a
0: thousand dk uh, easily yeah. and, and we were told it was gonna was be what? there
1: yeah, yeah. five hundred we asked for 500, and you guys came in with more than a 1,000? Really?
0: Yeah. Dolly, she's she's a stickler, yeah. though. She said 500 during the broadcast. So 500 likes during the broadcast, we all win. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, that's because the merch, she's got to make the merch, and then she's got to wrap it up and take it to the post office and all this other terrible stuff. So she's got to make sure that she's earning
0: Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the,
1: the, the, the merch component to it here. We're going to start off silly here. Matt Hanford wants to know, uh, hey, Moan and DK, what are both of your favorite pizza toppings? Asking the questions that really matter.
0: Man, since a child, pepperoni. Oh, I, yes. I I feel like it was That's ingrained easy. in me to like, is yours mushroom? Is it? It is. It is? Yeah. It is? yeah. How is mushroom your favorite topic, D.K. I mean topic? Wait a
1: second, you totally set me up there. Is yours mushroom? Oh, you suck! <laughs> that's oh, what you just kind of what I did to <laughs> you. <dinner.
0: laughs> Boo, this man!
1: Oh, yeah. Heck, uh, we're gonna start getting into some football here yeah. after we after we say hello to Brent because he just said hello to us.
0: What's up, Brent Haynes? I see you are logged in on Facebook, man. Go ahead and share that so mm-hmm. more of your Facebook friends come on
1: through. Dennis James Uh, gets to the question of the day, which is, Hey, Moan, free agency or the draft to replace Terrell Edmonds, who, of course, did put out a statement today on Instagram, wishing everyone, including the Steelers, the city of Pittsburgh, and the fans a farewell. That means he's either been told he's not coming back, he's made up his mind that he's not coming back
0: god there's so much in that one this isn't like a college scenario where a guy does senior day and then they have a COVID year where they can come back like it's not that situation when t when t.e. Terrell Edmonds wrote that goodbye I was just like oh business kind of took over uh either he got overly ticked off or they pretty much told him t.e. go find you another deal somewhere else and if that doesn't work then uh, we'll, we'll be right here. Uh, I look at that one. I, I say it'll probably be handled through the draft. Uh, we went through a little bit of the safeties uh, yesterday. We are speaking about Brian Branch at, uh, at, at Alabama. He's one of those guys that will end up being a uh, a really good safety. Now, again, does Pittsburgh end up getting a guy in the first round as a safety too? This will be a very defensive draft, in my opinion. But some of the guys that you know that that, that kind of come off the uh, come come off the the the, the map when it comes down to uh, secondary, it's mm. Brian. Uh, it's the kid from Alabama for sure. I'm finding my list right now, DK. I had that queued up mm-hmm. a second ago. Uh, Brian Branch is
1: one of those guys. Illinois I- has two of them for sure. Yeah, I just wonder in general if they're going to stick with the three safety thing. I mean, that's, that's also not to be ignored in this equation. Uh, my understanding of the three safety thing was that it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the brainchild brain of any one individual, but that Brian Flores had a lot to do with it, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's not there anymore, and maybe they, they saw what they saw and didn't like it, or maybe they are, in fact, in hot pursuit of what they feel would be an upgrade at that safety position.
0: You know what? I've always found out too, DK, it's two positions that have really been devalued in the NFL. While the offensive line has been elevated a whole lot more, that is running back and that is safety. Those two positions, you got to be very dynamic, i.e. Minka Fitzpatrick, to, to stick around and last that long on multiple contracts or the big contracts, uh, because they those guys got to be able to cover. Uh, when it comes down to safeties versus corners, safeties are more of your thumper guys, your safety net type of guy when it comes down to the defense. And some of those guys, Somewhat lack in coverage skills, DK. So that's why they become devalued because they don't cover well. So some names that come off top when it comes down to the safety position, and they will be good value. Gets, Brian Branch is probably early first round, the mid first round. Antonio jo- uh, Johnson, Jordan Battle, Sidney Brown out of Illinois is a specimen. Jamie Robinson, Christopher, uh, Christopher Smith, and then another kid I've been speaking about uh, from Boise State, J.L. Skinner. So there's value there. And, of course, it's going to end up having to be a a, a what can they do for us now because this new safety is probably going to have to end up starting when you get a guy like him.
1: Well, uh, one thing that I want to bring up here, and I'd be remiss if I didn't do so, the people who've been either reading or listening to my stuff uh, for a while will know how strongly i felt and feel about Mm -hmm. Terrell Edmonds. Uh, I, I don't like to just say, well, he's gone. What's next? And because that makes everything else that gets invested in these professional relationships and everything feel like, oh, that wasn't real. Yeah. And, and I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, T.E. to me is a, a player who was underappreciated. Yep. And I think that's the correct term in Pittsburgh. Uh, T.E. was a completely class act. T.E. was a leader and an inspirational type guy, a heart and soul type yep. guy. Remember when he got the penalty for running onto the field to sell it? Because he could not control himself over his teammates coming up with a big takeaway. You can say what you want about how smart that penalty was or not, but you can't say anything about the, the, the feeling that was behind it. Moan, he's going to be missed. He will be, man.
0: And of course, like you said, this does happen though, uh, DK, when it comes down to um, you having to move on a little bit too, because like I said, TTE's goodbye, his Instagram post, if y'all hadn't seen it was very heartfelt. It was emotional. It was the end of a chapter as far as we know uh, with him in Pittsburgh and I'll be honest with you, I hated seeing it because I, I didn't want to feel like that chapter was all the way done. Now again, like you said, a lot of people looked at T.E. and said, man, he's he's out. We can upgrade that position. And now you look at it and it's like, what, what the heck are we going to do? What's the actual plan? And you want this team to stay very competitive. And you got to say, T.E. was a good competitive component for that defensive side of the ball. Plus, he's gotten older. But again, I'll always reiterate. What are the two positions, DK, that get devalued? Yeah. Running back, running
1: back, and safety, and yep. safety. Yeah, no question about that. It's yeah. I've just okay, I, I've said enough on that. I, one I know here. where you at on I, it. I, yeah, I, it. Yeah, it I, 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 yeah. yeah, I don't. You know, you understand and you accept that people are going to come along that you that you like that you get to know that you trust, and and look, we're not we're not fans as reporters. We're also not ice cold, (laughs) you know? And I I think, I think there's, there's always a balance to be struck there and where TE was concerned, what impressed me the most about him moan was the fact that there were a lot of people in this town who held against him, that he was a first round safety drafted by the Steelers as if Mm -hmm. everyone is supposed to be Troy. Okay. And that's, Look, we lucked up
0: with Minka is what you're saying.
1: He, oh, but he turned, T.E. turned himself into his type of football player. Yeah. And he became really, really good at that. And I do hope that there's a team out there somewhere and a fan base out there somewhere that values that.
0: And and this is the thing, though, too, when you look at what T.E. was capable of. Was T.E. the best coverage safety out there? No. No. Did he have his moments where he had good plays? Yes. So my question is moving forward for anybody that's looking for a guy to replace (laughs) the back end of Ryan Clark and Troy Palomalo. We got to go that era of saying, hey, that was a lockdown back end, correct? Yeah. So so let's go into a little bit of what we need. I know we got a lot of hate moments, but what we need, we need a guy that's going to be able to be physical and wipe away the big play when it comes down to potentially having a young quarterback, a a cornerback, or young corners – when it comes down to them being in one-on-one coverage. So it has to be a little bit of better coverage for whoever they get, and you got to be a willing participant as far as being physical in the box when it comes down to that safety position. With that being said, T.E. did get better and was accepting of being more physical as he got into year two, three, and four of his career. I can say that about T.E.
1: When we come back, we're going to go at these Haymoans real hard. That app is free, by the way. I don't know if that, if our ad there makes it sound like it costs money. The app <laughs> is free. You can download it into your phone, iPhone, or Android, and you get all of our coverage, including Ramon's report cards, post-game report cards in written form that only Moan can deliver. Yes, indeed. And and our I, our I readers, are st- they're all still mad at you, though, all of our readers, because <laughs> all they want him to do, because he won't grade coaches, he just grades the players, right?
0: What good is the coach going to do?
1: Great, I, I, the coaches, I, Bone. Great gift. Tomlin and F, Bone.
0: Adam on social media. Most of them are on. I even think Matt Canada's on there, man.
1: <laughs> Tyler asks, hey, Bone, how much different do you expect the defense to look or perform without T.E.? I feel like he was as reliable as it gets as far as consistent performance. How
0: about durability? Is that and and how about this not dropping the ball when it comes down to making plays too? Like, whoever this new guy is going to be, your new starters on the back end of this defense, which we said is a point of emphasis this offseason too, is corners and safeties aside from Minka, right? Like, we can and Patrick Peterson too. I think he's going to end up being a day one starter. So, you have mentors and those types to do. What is it going to look like? Probably some mistakes. But that always goes hand in hand with the rush to DK, which is why I've been saying, give me some rushers up front when it comes down to how you go at this defense and, st- and start to rebuild. it. Rush, meaning the front end and coverage, meaning safeties and corner work hand in hand. If one is weak, both of them is weak. That's what I'm waiting to see. Even Cam has been asking. Give me some D line and give me some help. <laughs> That's fair, though, right?
1: It's, it's very fair, I think. Clint Novak says, Hey, Moen, any Tennessee or Tennessee volunteer prospects from the draft that you think would fit the Steelers in this class?
0: Uh, you know where I'm at. Darnell Wright's a guy I think that's been very sharp. He's upped his stock uh, far and beyond. I'd love to see a guy like Jalen Hyatt, but I think he's going to be gone fast enough. Byron Young, the outside rusher, though, uh, kind of reminds me of, and there's no disrespect when I say this, a more durable O'Leodini. Uh, quick off the edge, older season guy. Went to Georgia Military Institute. Uh, ended up he was working at uh, um, um, he was working at the dollar store before he actually went into college. It's like man, I want to go play football. He to me has a Pittsburgh mentality. I also like the young guard too, Jerome Carvin. If we're talking about uh depth issues and stuff like that, it's some good value picks over on that side of the
1: ball. There's going to be a lot of defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this draft here. Uh, Laren says, "Moan, who's teaching these new guys how much we hate Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland?" I, I think that's a fair question to it ask is. because there is—I don't want indoctrination. It always comes across as such a sinister term, but there there is an indoctrination period. It usually occurs in Latrobe, doesn't it?
0: It does, but it mostly happens honestly during the season, a little bit too. DK, the the main culprit to dish it out. Coach Tomlin, hands down. And then it gets reiterated when it's that time by your teammates. I, again, Coach Tomlin forces it into us and get the understanding of what you're walking into. You never be unprepared with them, right? Even though it may look like a here or there, that's not the case as far as the mentality goes. And then it's your teammates. Like I, Willie Colon just, just drove it into us. And we did the same thing to other guys. And truthfully, during those weeks, too, great question, though. Like guys get quiet, so when the young guys be like, Oh, y'all not playing around this week, it's a reason why.
1: Wow, yeah,
0: I was about to go there, DK. I can tell here, yeah, I was about to go there.
1: Dennis Miller says, Sam Malo has said that he would play tackle if that's what the team needs him to do to win. He's not playing tackle. That's that's what he's supposed to say. He is saying what every offensive lineman is supposed to say and what most of them do say. He's saying what Mason Cole said last summer. He's saying what James Daniels said last summer when they arrived because everyone's going, oh, no, who's going to be the center because anybody but Kendrick Green. That's that's how that one –
0: Hey, Dennis, there's a quick little pro tip, and I'm sure DK's heard us say this type of stuff in the locker room. Hey, the more you could do, the longer you stay around.
1: That's so totally And
0: then what does it change to? Because you heard it change in that locker room. The more you do, the less you get paid. So Malo is not a cheap player, okay? He's a (laughs) precision-specific player. The ones that are jack-of-all-trades – they don't make what Silmalo made, okay?
1: I love he it. He is N- a guard. Nolan says. So what you're <laughs> saying is Silmalo is going to be playing safety? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Mark. Ronaldo Gutierrez says, "Hey, Bone, what is the status of our free agents at this point?"
0: Uh, I'm I'm with you. There's nothing else more that you can do or ask about it. Omar's been solid in everything you've asked him to do uh, as far as management and building a roster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The status of them is if they're not signed, they're not a Steeler on contract right now. That's just point blank how it goes at this
1: point. Mm-hmm. Jake, <laughs> Jacob's had enough of us not having I'll merchandise. See see you see that. that? Look at that. Can you tell us how to get some merch to support the show? Uh, if Anybody who actually is interested in supporting the show uh, – there is a mechanism for it on YouTube. I'm not all that familiar with it or how it works, but it is there. There's some kind of uh, – I don't even know how it works. There's a button. <laughs> you, you can, me and Moan are just here to have fun, right?
0: We are, and inform you
1: guys, too. I don't want to just say that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Moan, says Jim Fairfield, I love Terrell, but I am trusting the new team of Omar Khan and Andy Weidel.
0: I mean, that's that's the thing. So you you honestly have merged two franchises, uh, Pittsburgh and, and Philadelphia. If we can be honest about that, I actually trust that brain trust uh, as far as getting guys that you know are going to be this type. I, I, I'd almost say Pennsylvania tough or Steelers tough. Uh, I trust those guys in the front office more than almost anybody else moving forward.
1: Robbie Jones says, Hey, Moan, I saw DK's wife on your show last week. She's absolutely gorgeous. How did DK ever convince her to marry him? He lied. <laughs> what, did I, what, what, did I, what did I lie about? They want you to say hello. <laughs>
0: he lied.
1: Look at this ridiculous... 1,000 likes. Look at this... Oh, that was it? I got 1,000 <laughs> likes. Is, is she, they want to know how I convinced you to marry... That actually is a very valid question. Oh,
0: well, we need a show dedicated to that. We need to kick Ramon off a for that one. Show. Yeah. Oh, you is it you're that much content? <laughs> you can you can be a spectator the, and submit questions the, it's, for it's, that Let's one. put
1: it this way. The very, very short version is I went to Romania, and four days later, we were married, and a month later, she was in Pittsburgh. Brilliant. Hey. Well, okay, you're no. making it, You're, making now, you're it your hiding team. behind the logo. Got, they don't want to see It's the other that.
0: way around. I can't figure out which direction.
1: Like, like a <laughs> <laughs> It's opposite. Yeah, it is opposite. Yeah let's get back let's get back to actual stuff here you people are are ridiculous is what i have to say for you i got
0: one for you dk Uh uh-oh yeah well that one too hit that like but it's this one from chad oh that's good hey mo do we trade kevin dodson uh the answer i'd give you is no at this point (laughs) Because it's this injuries happen, and we saw the, the Steelers get snake bitten at other positions, not necessarily offensive line, but that is—I'll be honest with y'all—I I don't know how we survived as long as we did without having major injuries. Five guys playing in between each other with big three hundred pounders on the other side of the ball too—it is a, a ugly madness when it comes down to it, right, DK? Uh, it but is. At this I- point, <laughs> you own this contract. If he plays it out, he have enough him to where he'll be a good free agent maybe next year. You never know how it's going to play out for a guy like him. The worst thing Kevin Dotson can do is bury his head or listen to us, Chad, speak about do we trade him away.
1: Oh, yeah. Here's here, outkicked his coverage. You know, I hear outkicked his coverage all the time, and I'm not sure exactly what the term means even in football. <laughs> but it sounds like a compliment, right? It does. I mean, you got yourself on the back for that one, DK. Here comes Courtney with EK outkicked your coverage, another outkicked your coverage. Uh, Matt Hanford comes back at us with, hey, Moan, if you hear Renegade <laughs> on the radio, does it still give you the tingles? Yes,
0: it does. I actually have it on one of my get going playlists that I have on my iTunes playlist. Uh, That, that song is forever with me, man. Every time I hear it, that oh mama i'm like man that makes me that, that makes good. me go back yeah that's i know a, that's, 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 that's
1: that's a pretty good tommy shaw there
0: that's that's about as far as i go with that one dk you just this, go, oh mama and oh, you're done <laughs> yeah that's all i got that's all I, what was sixty five thousand plus scene women i didn't have to sound good
1: oh no wow <laughs> hey moan says uh, black hillbilly 1969, which tackle would you like to see in black and gold?
0: Uh, which tackle, um, I'd love to see Dan Moore and Chuk Socorro for at this point. See, that's a nice answer. It is, but that's about as real as I can be with that one right now. I don't see, I'm sorry. I don't see many changes in that offensive line room because as I've said, I've talked to some guys in that room and they seem like they're, they're, they're starting to do this. Come closer. And I know it will shake up because the competition between Seal Malo and, and Kevin Dodson, and also Kendrick Green's in this conversation. But that group is starting to get tight,
1: DK and listeners, they are. Oh boy. Rob, the drummer says, when are we trading Matt Canada? I, I don't know which is funnier, Rob, the drummer or the question itself. Uh, no, I know uh, I, man, I don't, I don't,
0: I don't honestly think he's a John Gruden type. So I think they're not going to be uh, trading coaches moving anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Robert brings up, he says, he says, cut KG and keep Dotson." And I, I mean, that's going to be kind of obvious i mean kendrick green is done in pittsburgh I don't unless
0: think be- he do something dynamic yeah we've had the other 53 on yesterday remember
1: i don't know what can he show though what can Whoop. kendrick green show in the summertime that would be dynamic he was in good shape there this wasn't this wasn't a conditioning issue he just couldn't play the positions
0: man, you make that seem like that was a bad draft pick
1: i'm making it seem like <laughs> <aren't I? laughs> yeah you are man Oh man, Cody Craven, now that we brought up Matt Canada, here we go. Hey, Moan, how long do you think Canada's leash is this year? Do you think there is a leash? I'll I'll amend that. And that's
0: where I'm going. I think he's got to cut court this year. He has to. I think Matt Canada's fighting for his job week in and week out, whether he feels it or not. Because if you go to another go through another sub par season of being, what were they 26th in total offense? Yeah. Maybe a little bit lower than that then that's a recipe for getting let go. The NFL is a performance-based league, y'all, for coaches, for players, for GMs. That's how this game goes, and, and it, it would suck for him because I hate to see people get fired, but there's a high standard in Pittsburgh, and Matt Canada got to hold his end. If he doesn't go rogue as far as his own play calling and say, hey, look, I'm fighting for my job to establish myself, then shame on him
1: geographic third comes in with hey moan i don't know (laughs) with terrell looking like an 80 percent chance of being gone oh i'd say it's higher than 80 when you write that aside from the draft is there someone in free agency who might fit the scheme in pittsburgh don't don't call pittsburgh pitt no one does that pitt is a college pittsburgh is the city like a john johnson or an adrian amos or does pittsburgh go draft
0: Geographic third, I'd much rather see them go draft. That way you're, you're, you are you're can teach up somebody. If you're going – I know, it's safety because if you're going free agency safety at, at this point in the offseason, then you're probably only getting another one-year guy. Think about Terrell's deal last year. Look at his timeline. Terrell ended up signing for one year to come back. That's what you're getting yourself into this time of the year as far as free agency go. Eddie Spaghetti says, hey, Ramon.
1: Since we know Edmonds is gone. See, that's closer to the percentage. Yeah, Is drafting a safety now the number one priority in the draft?
0: It goes best available to me and then D-tackle or corner and then safety.
1: That's a lot of priorities. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) But if if it's best available, like somebody you can't believe they drop, you take them because that's always the X factor. Then I go D-line, then I go corner, then I go safety.
1: Yeah, here's – I'm still feeling like defensive line, and and here's why. I feel like the Steelers need to continue to operate, and I don't care if this is going to bring out the violins and the pianos, as this defensive line being the foundation of the franchise. Moan opposed these guys every day in practice. He knows them better than any of us could. He also knows that that concept, that feeling among the D-line – on and off the field mm-hmm. and their work in the community oh my goodness ask any they have to outdo everybody else on the roster yeah, that is not that. a cam hayward thing that's not a brett Keisel thing that's not an aaron smith thing that's a go way back to mean joe green thing yeah. okay that needs to be fortified
0: yeah 100 it does uh i got one for us dk you ready mm-hmm. for this one mm-hmm. Ron Jonker is who this is from. Hey, Mon, how bad is it to sign within a division? Hey, I,
1: I saw this. This is great.
0: That's a good one, man. Uh, I I won't call it bad because it sounds like there's bounties, and that aspect is not. But y'all, th- those guys know us, and we know them. And since you're familiar and you chose to go within the division, then there there is a certain eye that you have for making sure that that guy don't have a good day. There's so many dudes that have done it, whether they've gone to Baltimore or whether it's been. Hey, let's even go say James Harrison going to Cincinnati. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, or to the Patriots, too. Like one business is business and it can't be personal. But the way I look at it is there is a side. I'll be honest with you. I felt for how Alejandro was going to have to be able to deal with Pittsburgh when he went to Baltimore. I was just like, you're too directly involved with the physical play, and I'm hoping that it doesn't get bad. And I I know Al's forever going to hold his own, and he did. But I never wanted to go to Cincinnati or Baltimore or Cleveland. I just didn't.
1: Yancey Jenkins says, how much percentage is on Matt Canada for Deontay Johnson's zero touchdowns? Our idiotic fan base feels it's 100% on 18. Can you break it down for these brick heads? <laughs> I, he I, separated brick heads, so I he had to did. say it like that. These brick
0: heads. Yancy, it kind of goes to both of them, though, because if Deontay can't get open in the tight red zone, then that's on him. If Matt Canada can't draw it up for Deontay to get open because there is a level of that, too. Hey, I'm coming to you, and you're getting a touchdown. I remember watching Bruce Arian say, hey, throw the quick out to Hines and just run a play for Hines to get in, or we run the shovel pass where I will pull around and Hines will get into the end zone because that is a passing touchdown. The shovel pass, it's on both of them. One guy I was actually talking about in my daytime job was a a future Hall of Famer, Julio Jones. He had a real big issue historically in his career of amassing so many yards, but he had a hard time getting into the end zone. It's a little bit on both.
1: It's almost like he spent a big chunk of his career in Atlanta or something. (laughs) Look, there are always two things there are, there are there are always both sides to this it There's is. always multiple sides so yes could Deontay have been schemed up he's open all the time yep. yes no question about it could Kenny have looked his way more often or in certain situations yes could the line have blocked better and bought Kenny more time to find Deontay yes, yes. you can do this across the board however my issue with Deontay is that in big games he has drops. That's not a figment of my imagination. It's documented. My yep. other issue with Deontay is if you threw the ball to him and he caught it at the one yard line, he'd run back to the five.
0: Trying to avoid contact or
1: yeah. Or yeah. Whatever, or for whatever reason. Yeah. I know that's your so it, yeah, it is. Yep. I know that's that's uh that's your philosophy on that one here. <laughs> Was yeah, Chad says, Hey Moan, when a player restructures his contract to free up cap space, does it have negative impacts tax wise?
0: Uh, no, because the pay is the pay, and you're in your own tax bracket, regardless. Only negative impact it has is if your play goes down just a little bit and you become a cap casualty because your cap is so high. That's the only negative effect of that.
1: Is that what we are? We're at 213 likes. Is that oh, it? really? I'm
0: actually watching on YouTube too while doing the show, watching me do the show.
1: You know, we could just storm <laughs> off the set, Moan. Nah,
0: let's not do that. Get the people what they want, man, DK, because eventually we'll get there. We, we're stacking and motivating, that's all.
1: But it'd be, pretty, it'd be pretty dramatic, and it might go viral. It
0: would be kind of, and then they talk bad about us. We don't need that, DK. We got a good crowd storm in here.
1: Storm off the set of our own show. Man, <laughs> we'll do it live. Can you imagine that? Oh, boy. Dead Sea Monster says, how do you guys feel about Trey Norwood? It's actually a good point to bring up because we haven't mentioned him at all. It seemed like he was much more prevalent in his rookie year. Yes, he was. I'm going to just start this one real quick. Moni. Go ahead. Because I liked a lot of what I saw of Trey. Uh, I, I liked his, his coverage ability. I liked the fact that he was a steadying force back there and that you could throw him in ice cold. Now, do I like him enough to suggest that he could be part of a three safety defense which is a completely different dynamic. Uh, no. Yeah. So uh, it, we there's so many more questions about this than there are answers.
0: What's What's interesting, and, and it's this though too. The planning that defense in Pittsburgh is very taxing too. Uh, Coach Thomas a former DB. Okay, he understands the game. He loves the defensive side of the ball, and you got also Coach Austin too. Like, those guys are very prideful if, you, if you're off just a little bit, if you're injured. Like, you got to earn your way back. As, as many people think Coach Tomlin and his staff get player passes, it's so far from that. Trey, in a sense, has to get to a point of being very consistent and being always available, too. So it's always that, DK.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brian says, uh, how bad did we miss out by not signing Darnus Johnson?
0: I don't think you necessarily needed him. That's just my opinion. You you have your bang bang too. You you have both of the running backs that you need when it comes down to what Pittsburgh is looking for. Najee and crew are fine. If you get a third, I mean you, you got Calvin Austin. He's technically a running back too, y'all. Okay, so it's it's that side of it too. So I think we're fine in the running back room
1: right now. Dwayne says, Hey Mo, your thoughts on the passing of the holy number 73.
0: It's good. Uh, like I told you guys the other day, I felt like them giving it to a defender first was an homage to me to say nobody's worthy of wearing the 73. Uh but now it's back on the offensive side and and I co sign that has been nothing but high praise for uh Malo for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just you're you're talking about some pretty nice company here. This, yeah. this, this guy's got quite the resume. I you mean, know? It, we,
0: we took a picture of that me, Wolf, uh, uh, Kendall Simmons were out there, and myself. That's uh, that's a good little group. That's 66 and well,
1: 73. I really like this one. Do you think the Calvin Austin III will get more touches this year than Deontay Johnson? I have strong feelings on this one, but I'll wait for you, Moan.
0: Oh, I I think he does. Again, my thing with Calvin Austin is this member of my fraternity, both Cap Alpha Psi. I love that about him too. Mm-hmm. He's got to stay healthy. Undersized dudes in this league have a tendency to you know find themselves being injured. Him being injured his rookie year, he lost a year of uh he lost a year of development. Uh, but I like him. I saw him at Memphis. He's a tough kid. Just unfortunate break on him this year. I think he does.
1: Yeah, Hodge says I and others have been quoting you guys on various Steeler sites, spreading the word, y'all. Hey, that's appreciated. I mean, that's appreciate that, Hodge. That's how the thing grows. There's no magic to this. We don't do any advertising for it or stuff like that, like formal advertising or paid advertising. Whatever you guys do for the show is whatever gets done for the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely you, you are you are completely it here. Who do we get to replace Terrell Edmonds Prosperous Asks?
0: Draft. And I'm okay with revisiting this question. Uh, I don't think there's a, a, I hate to say a word, the free agent. But again, at this, this time of the all season, you're signing one year guys. I'd much rather have somebody in there with Patrick Peterson. Yes, I know he plays corner. And also Minka. You have some vets in there that can really teach up a young guy to get them in the fold, and so does you have some uh, sustainability. That's where I am with this, man. So uh, it's no issue
1: with me going to the draft in that position. Tony has an interesting question. We're going to take just a couple more today. Uh, hey, Moan, can Najee Harris be more like a Richard Mendenhall, or did Mendenhall have a more physical offensive line? How, are, how do you see them as all that different, Tony? Yeah, I
0: think that Rashad was more get to the corner and go. Yeah. That's- uh, But Najee's just as dynamic. To your point on the last half of that, that O-line this past year did get better. And I thought we saw better Najee and Jalen Warren also. Did we not, DK? We did. We spoke about that a good little time, man. Uh, The O-line did get better for him. I think you'll see a better Najee. And let's be real, too. Jalen Warren is a great compliment for what Najee does, too. I didn't think there was much of a comparison between the two, but I understand where you're coming from, though.
1: Leroy has what will undoubtedly be Ramon's favorite question of the day. What do you think are the chances that we get one of the big tight end prospects for 12 personnel? Ramone is yeah. all over both of those concepts, okay? Everybody. Drafting the tight end and the 12. Yeah,
0: everybody enjoys the tight end position. The one that everybody's infatuated right now is Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. I'm doing draft coverage for my day job here. This is a very, very, very solid tight end group. And, of course, Zach Gentry's still out there also. So you have options. Uh, Connor Hayward is still inside the building. Pat Frymuth is still inside the building, too. I think with those two dudes, especially with Connor Hayward coming along in the latter, latter half of the season, you're in good hands when it comes down to the curation of this offense.
1: Aaron Calderon has a good question here. Asks, uh, Terrell says goodbye, but he didn't sign with anybody yet. The Steelers just flat out tell him that they aren't re-signing him. That does happen, Moan, doesn't it? It,
0: it does. Aaron, listen to me, man. When you see a guy post something like that, they know that door's probably shut. is T- uh, T- uh, T- too young to retire. Uh, and I'll say this, too, and I said it early. I hate that he actually wrote that post because i f- because it closes the door on everything else moving forward. DK. What if
1: they close the door?
0: I, that's kind of tough. See, do
1: you see, I'm going I a... to be TE's, No, Go but ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Let I'm, me I don't hear it. Be T.E.'s lawyer or agent here. But look, if he was told unequivocally, T.E., we appreciate you. We love you. Everything that you did for us. Thank you so much. We don't have you in our plans. We don't have the cap space. We don't have the whatever. And then he writes that, I mean, if he's already been told that he's out, that's one thing. Now, if he's been given an offer and he didn't like the offer and he responded that way, I'd have an issue with it.
0: Yeah, it's just so sticky, DK. When, when you look at it like that, because uh, they may have offered him something, but at a very minimum, man, you know what I'm saying? Like that's and, – and that's one the emotions of it. Like I'm glad I had an agent. To, to kind of buffer through all of the madness of what free agency conversations are like because it gets ugly. They don't tell you how great you are. They tell you how much you suck so they don't have to pay you as much. And if I was told that or T.E. was told that more specifically, then I'd probably write a post like that too. You feel me? I just hate it for him because he's such a uh, he's a Pittsburgh all the way.
1: I hear you. Matt Hanford says we just hit 500 in here. That's 500 Live participants. Now, I don't know how that relates to the number of likes or subscribing to the channel or any of that kind of stuff, but I'm sure somebody will pop in here and share with us uh, probably within like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I, I like this one, too, because the name is really cool. DK, uh, I'll be quirky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hey, Moan is what it says. Is it Trubisky's time of career to serve as a role and sign an extension? Very fair question. And when you're in a position like he is, that's probably going to end up being the case because where is he going to start at? He's a former number two overall draft pick, uh, but he also has a story. He also has a a level of experience that he can teach a young guy, hopefully for Kenny's sake, uh, to not do certain things or to look for certain things in his career. That would be his best case. And let's be real too. Some of these backup quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, Horry was making about $7 million a year. So there's a career in that too.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I hear you. Sean Patrick where, where says, "Oh, nah, I, I don't know what he needs my two cents on everything here. <laughs> okay. I made it. What, uh, what do you think of Osiris Torrance? If we can get him with the 32nd or the 49th, if he's there. You're really into this, by the way, this draft. I am, Man.
0: because it's opportunities for me, and that's what the NFL is full of, DK. That's mm-hmm. why I like this draft stuff. Osiris, Torrance, the room's too full at this point. He's a guard specifically only, okay? And when you signed uh Salmolo, uh that room actually closed that guard. So I-, I couldn't imagine us going that high for a guard. I saw somewhere today he was slated between, like, 10 to 20 and Pittsburgh's not in the market for that one.
1: Mm-mm, no. Hakeem says, Hey, Moan, do you think the Steelers make more pre-draft moves to fill holes?
0: The only position I can think of that I'd love to see a little bit more experience walking into that building is offensive tackle because we have your two starters and DK, unless something's blowing my mind right now, I can't think of anybody else behind Chooks and Dan Moore. That are very serviceable. I know Samallo said he would. Samallo said he would, but do you want him playing tackle? I don't. I love to see a veteran tackle come off the uh, come off the road for depth and experience. Uh, that's
1: that's where I'm at on that one. Our last one we have for today comes from Ian, who says, "Hey Moan, what do you think of the Steelers trading up if one of the top OTs or corners gets within range of about five to six picks?" And I'm glad, by the way, Ian, that you. Underscore the offensive tackles and the corners because they are prevalent, in particular the corners. And if you have a specific corner, yeah, that you are saying, Hey, we got to have him. Let's say, for example, I don't know, somebody's son, okay, (laughs) and you're you're getting there and you're getting a little nervous and you see another team in front of you and you think, Oh no, that's how, by the way, how these always come about. They, 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 they sniff out that the team in front of them or two notches in front of them is going to go after that player. Uh, remember the, the tight end that Baltimore took in front of the Steelers, Max. Yeah. What was his name? Max something with two uh, X's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, what wasn't?
0: Was it Crosby?
1: No, 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 no! no, no. Golly, I know you're talking
0: about. Yeah, so he
1: was a tight end, and uh, he was right. They were picking Ravens were picking right in front of the Steelers, and they didn't even need the position. And you swear, you swear, they did it just to spite Pittsburgh.
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, no. do, do I see them Here, picking? areas Tony Rodriguez. Max, Williams, Max Williams. With He's two X's, with by the way. two X's, yeah. Yes, with two X's. Yeah, Brian uh,
1: gets it right. He brings it with two X's.
0: He did, and this, this was a good one, too. Uh, this was a good one. Did you know that Joel Porter's dad played for the Steelers? I did not. <laughs> but let me answer the question. Could I see the corner maybe the only position I see them moving up if they really wanted a guy to drop down? And, again, Number one guy coming out of this year is Devin Witherspoons, okay? Devin Witherspoon. Christian Gonzalez is high. And, of course, Joey Porter Jr. is up there too. But Keely Ringo, watched him this year out of Georgia. Very solid. Also a very, very sneaky good. Hear me out. Cornerback University, South Carolina. Cam Smith, legit. Keely Ringo, Uh, 6'1". Keely Ringo, 6'2". It's some good prospects that can cover the ball right now coming out of the SEC.
1: Oh, DeMond says, I forgot Moan was a kappa. Hey, Moan, can you shimmy?
0: I only shimmy for my wife and for the noops, okay? Absolutely not, DeMond. (laughs) You got to pay for that.
1: (laughs) I I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, guys. Let's uh, do this again. What is today, Thursday? (laughs) Today
0: is Thursday.
1: So... (laughs) So let's do another one. You're cracking up the boss over here. By hey, that's, the way. What do, oh. that's what we do, man. That's
0: what we do. Damon, I appreciate you uh suggesting that. Uh, but nah, I'm going gonna pass on that.
1: The shimmy. The shimmy the shimmy has made an appearance. All right, you guys. Let's do it again. Let's do it again tomorrow. Oh, everybody, no, no. everybody, we're gonna do another Ramon Foster show at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. And we're not changing the times. Stop Stop bringing that up. We're not doing that. We're not changing the times. We're on at the time that we're on. It is as simple as that. Am I our right schedule,
0: now? Our schedules tell us this time because y'all know I'm busy. My kids are moving around like crazy. I've had, three, I had a busy week this week, man. I'm burning both ends right now. DK. 4 p.m. Eastern,
1: 3 p.m. Central. That is when we will be on tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. See you.